strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slam to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800 State Farm. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! So let's see. The Arizona Cardinals went from New Year's Day and New Year's resolutions to January 2nd, game day 2022. And it was all about implementing those New Year's resolutions. Something you've yet to do, Ron Wolfley. I don't shake my fist at moon, sun, and sky, Paul. Let's run down the checklist of Cardinals' New Year's resolutions and how they fared on game day, January 2nd. Let's see. Rush defense. Um, Check. Dallas had its lowest output of the season. 45 paltry rushing yards and their lowest yards per carry all year, 2.6. Zeke Elliott's middle name was Jack, as in squat. <laughs> that was pretty good, Paul. Turnover-free football was on the New Year's resolutions list, Wolf. Uh, yeah, check that one. Plus one key takeaway on D, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's run the ball, Wolf. No, we don't want to hear your run rate percentage, run ratio. <laughs> run the ball thirty-two times for a buck twenty-seven, four yards a carry. By the way, the Arizona Cardinals this year. Did you know when they run the ball thirty times or more? Yes. They are nine and zero. Oh. Yes, I knew that, Paulie, right, right there. Okay. Yeah, they uh, checked a lot of boxes, Paul. Yeah. Is that your point? Yes. Uh, Rodney Hudson, check. They're 9-2 and two in Rodney Hudson. And then, and then, <laughs> okay. talking about the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, okay? Was there not another New Year's resolution to find another outside receiving option minus D-Hop? And double-check for two touchdown receptions by our special guest tonight. Antoine Wesley will join us, Wolf. How about Man, that? The I Big cannot, honestly, Paul, I cannot wait to talk to Antoine Wesley and get his take as to what he believed the best catch, the best touchdown catch that he actually had, right? Because you can argue that one right there. Was it the tip ball or was it... Was it the fade and high-pointing the fade right there? Most people would say, oh, my goodness, it's it's the fade. Are you kidding me? The athleticism, the frame, all that goodness on display for all to see. For me, it was really the tip ball. But I, I can't wait to actually ask Antoine what he thinks was the best. You know, I'm having a Ron Wolfley moment as my short-term memory has failed me here, Wolf, because he was he was asked that question, and I believe he agreed with you. It was the tip touchdown pass, but I honestly don't remember and recollect. So, yes, we're going to get an answer to that question. That'd be awesome up. right there, Bully. I'd be shocked, honestly, if he did say the tip, but because he's a wide receiver. And we all know wide receivers, oh, they love it, the fade, throw it up, let me climb the ladder, I'll high point it, and come down with the ball as he did. All right, so the Cardinals end the three-game skid. They get the big dub 
in Big D, right? Cardinals fans behind the bench in Dallas shouting, how about them Cardinals? So that was good stuff <laughs> at the very end. 25-22, Cardinals win. And it's it's amazing how the formula really is simple. No turnovers. Don't kill yourself with penalties. Let the other team whine about the flags like Dallas has been doing ever since that game. Oh, my goodness. You know, you run the ball, you stop the run. Funny how it all coalesces into a win. In fact, here's Corey Peters just talking about how the Cardinals took a step forward with the mindset. We definitely have taken a step forward as far as our focus in our walkthroughs and our practices and our meetings. Um, and this team has won a lot of games. You know, we're not going to change the way what we think about ourselves. We know we're capable of beating anybody, um, but we just have to execute at a high level. And there he was after the game in Dallas. So, Wolf, your big takeaway, how much better do you feel about this team going into the postseason? I'm sorry, Polly, really to read so much into one game, but I think it was a big deal. I think it was huge, as a matter of fact, for the Arizona Cardinals to win that game in Dallas. Would you say Dallas is a is a formidable team, Paul? Would you say they are? There, There's no doubt. Even though you can look at their schedule and say, okay, who have they really beat that's got a winning record to begin with? I, I understand all of that, but I will tell you right now, they had 11 wins on the season. That says this is a good football team, that being the Dallas Cowboys, especially when they play at Jarrah World, Paul, because you know they play better. Man, their offense is fire, veritable fire when you play at Jaraland. And they actually scored 22 points in this game because your defense went out and balled out. The defense won a game, in my opinion, for the Arizona Cardinals. In a gross simplification of the truth, they won a game for the Cardinals by going out and keeping the Dallas Cowboys one of the best offenses, statistically, you could say the best offense in the National Football League, highest scoring offense at home, as a matter of fact. They kept them to 22 points when they typically score 38. Man, they balled out. And they did it without two of their top three edge rushers, right? They yes. did it without two of their top three corners. So there were a lot of guys, a lot of different names, a lot of guys in different places, and and they came through. And, and you know, how about the offensive line? Speaking of it, Kelvin Beecham playing left tackle for the first time in three years. I love the post-game video from the locker room where they're giving out the game balls, and everyone's fired up, and then they get around to Kelvin Beecham getting a game ball for not giving up a sack at left tackle. And he's on one knee. And he could barely even get up and acknowledge he just got a game ball because he's so gassed after playing four quarters at left tackle. Well, the guy next to him, Justin Pugh, was talking to the media today. And and guess what? When Kyler Murray is under center against Seattle on Sunday, it's going to be the first time that he has played with the entire starting offensive line. That entire lineup, here's Justin Pugh on those guys getting healthy. Getting all of us healthy. There's been spurts where Rodney went down. There's I was out for a little bit. Beecham was out for a little bit. DJ Humphreys being out last week, getting all these guys healthy going into the playoffs is, is the perfect timing. I think this is definitely something that uh, is ideal for this offense and this offensive line, and we're looking forward to you know, continue to get better and better as a group as we roll into the playoffs. And you can't minimize the presence of Rodney Hudson, just the way guys talk about him, the respect, the reverence for Rodney Hudson and what he does for everyone. And, and Wolf, we had talked about it going into the game. Kyler just looks more settled and more comfortable and, and, of course, there's a correlation, right? If you don't have to worry about penetration immediately coming through the A-gaps, if you're feeling that much better, and he's helping you read the defense and he's making checks yes. and, and calls, I, everything, you know, it's all about making sure your quarterback is seeing the field. And when Rodney Hudson is out there, just Kyler's 
Kyler's performance seems to just uh, just rise accordingly. Well, Paulie, the first step, execution is is going out there and actually knowing what to do. That is the first step of execution. You have to know what it is that you're doing. And Rodney Hudson rarely makes any kind of mistakes when it comes to going out on the football field and trying to communicate blocking schemes and protection schemes to his teammates. He does an incredible job of that. Now all of a sudden he helps Kyler Murray as well in certain looks, certain blitz looks or pressure looks on third and obvious pass situation. He does a great job communicating that. Execution starts with knowing what to do. Before you can actually do it, you got to know what to do. And that's where Rodney Hudson is so huge. And then when you talk about his ability as a football player to actually execute his job, oh my goodness, he's as good as it gets. What Cliff Kingsbury say about Rodney Hudson on his TV show game plan? He said he's rarely wrong. So everyone has that trust in Rodney Hudson, what he's seen, what he's calling. And honestly, Wolf, we got into this earlier this week. You know, if you told me, okay... If you are basing your first-round playoff game just strictly on the opponent, I would take the Cowboys all over again because I, firm, I firmly think Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph were a step ahead of Mike McCarthy and company. If you're telling me you're going to see Sean McVay and what does Sean McVay have in store, and the last time you saw the Rams, I saw Cooper Cup wide open and I saw receivers wide open all over the field. If you're talking about Kyle Shanahan and what he might have in store for a playoff game, okay, that's a little bit unsettling, right? But based on Vance Joseph disguising all those looks and even Dak Prescott saying yeah. after the game they did a good job of disguising, it just seemed like the Cardinals coaching staff and game plan was a step ahead of the Cowboys. Yeah, maybe, Paulie, maybe you're right on that one, but what's it going to be in another rematch in two weeks? Uh, that's a very, very talented football team the Arizona Cardinals beat in their place. I, I, I want the San Francisco 49ers, and the reason why I want the 49ers for a third time is because... That means the Arizona Cardinals are playing at home. And that means they went ahead and won their game against the Seattle Seahawks and won their division, the NFC West. That, to me, Paulie, I, I would love that. I would love for the Arizona Cardinals. I'm getting greedy, Paul. I, I honestly am. I, I want the Arizona Cardinals to win the NFC West. Now, that means, of course, the 49ers beat the Los Angeles Rams. But, man, I want... I love that. I'll take that all day and run, especially playing the 49ers once again. You already beat them twice. I know the odds aren't in your favor, but so what? You're playing home. Let's roll. It also means the Cardinals would have to do something they've never done against Russell Wilson, a season sweep. Hey, the Day Pash Podcast, episode 23, available now featuring Cardinals VP of Pro Personnel, Adrian Wilson. Yes, to catch up on past episodes and all the Pash Podcasts, uh, just go to your preferred podcast provider. Get the latest updates on Twitter, at Pash Pod. Some great comments from A-Dub on Kyla Murray, his leadership, Kurt Warner, and more. And Swan Wesley is next on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. He takes, he boots to the left, now he throws back across his body into the end zone for a touchdown. It's caught by Wesley. That was Kyler Magic that time, and the Cardinals with a huge touchdown here on fourth down. Third and six at the 19, Kyler takes the snap, short set. 
Lobs it deep near side at the one-yard line. Oh, what a catch! Antoine Wesley into the end zone for a touchdown! How did he pull that down? And how about the toss by Kyler Murray? A huge score for the Cardinals early in the third. <laughs> Kyler Murray with a beam! To Antoine Wesley, one-on-one, on the outside, let the big man go up and bring it down. Third and six from the 19, preceded by fourth and goal from the one. Cliff Kingsbury said a couple of weeks ago, Wolf, I was probably the only one in the building that knew he could really play. Talking about the offseason acquisition of Antoine Wesley. I'm very familiar with him, said the head coach. I watched him in college. Nobody could cover him. And now, guess what? The NFL knows, because if nothing else, that game was the national game of the week on Fox, and it got Mondo TV ratings. Mm. Say hello to our guest tonight on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Antoine Wesley joins us. Antoine, how we doing? Hey, guys, I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Really, we're doing great, man. Really appreciate it, Antoine, your time this evening right here. Man, where do you start when you think of the Dallas Cowboys game, what what is the first thought that you have? Oh, man, um, I got a lot of family members that, that love the Cowboys. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a big game, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know what? All the press was, okay, Kyler going back to Texas, Cliff going back to Texas, Kelvin Beecham. But wait a minute, you're a Texas guy, so what was it like for you to ball out in that stadium? Oh, man, it was awesome. It felt, it felt, it felt like I was back at home. You know, uh, my uh, my college times when I was at Tech, um, we played there against uh, the Cow, not the Cowboys. I'm sorry, uh, the Bears uh, for for three years. Mm. And uh, yeah, man, we had a good time. We had a good time. So, what did your family members do? I mean, here they are, Antoine. They're they're Cowboy fans by your own admittance, and they're Cowboy fans. So, what did they do? I uh, they put on a Cardinal jersey or a hat for a day. Oh yeah, they had to. They know better. If they had, if they'd have walked in with a Cowboys, they'll never get no more tickets. <laughs> hey, hey, just just so everyone knows, that's not an automatic. Because Wolf, remember Bertrand Berry, the longtime host of the Big Red Rage. That's right, Paul. A Houston guy. His dad, his own father, would not give up his Houston gear when the Cardinals played the Texans. He just he he, <laughs> he still was a Houston Texans fan. That was hilarious. He used to go at it about that. What was your phone like after the game? I, I mean, it must have blowed up, huh? Oh yeah, man, it, it blew up a lot. A lot, a lot of family members came out the woodworks, but you know, I just stayed strong and you know, pray to God, and you know, everything, everything was good. I was just, you know, more excited that I had the opportunity that God let me, you know, be able to to do the stuff that I did out there for my teammates, and you know, I, I was just, you know, being a kid in the candy store, just having a blast. That's the way to do it right there, Antoine, no doubt about it. But I have to ask you this, too. How many tickets? I, I, right? I, I know what it was like to actually have to buy tickets for your family members. So how many? Oh, yeah. I had about, I had about 12, 12 tickets, man. It was, it was for, like, Christmas. I was like, hey, it's your Christmas. is your, your birthday. This is everything. So, <laughs> you know. All right, so Wolf, ask him your question. We heard the two touchdown That's catches. Right. Ask him your question. Okay, so here it is, Antoine, right now. You had two touchdown catches. Which one did you prefer? Which one was better than the other? Oh, man, to be honest, I loved I loved the fourth down fourth down one on the goal Whoa! line for sure. Oh, I didn't think you were going to say that. Why? Man, okay, so 
so in, in my eyes, you know, uh, that was really a, a good uh, jump start for, you know, not not only our offense, but our defense. You know, our defense, you know, saw that our, that we drove the ball all the way down and that we actually finished. So it was more of a, you know, all week in practice that we were working on was, you know, finishing finishing play, finishing the drives, and, and make sure we get that touchdown. So I was definitely, you know, more focused on the, the fourth down, and, and I was, yeah, that was definitely my best one. I love that. Yeah, you're right. 15 plays, 91 yards on that on that drive. You capped it from Kyler. And, yeah, the defense loves to get an extra cup of Gatorade, right, when you guys are going 15 plays and taking eight and a half minutes off the clock. But I tell you, on the second one, take us through that a little bit. And, and at what point and – do you start thinking, okay, I got to time this, but I also have to body the defender? I mean, what's your mindset as that ball leaves Kyler's hand? Yeah, you know, um, you know, in high school, I, I did a lot of uh, jumping events and track. So, you know, it, it definitely felt like, you know, my, my timing was perfect. Um, you know, they went through a perfect ball to me where only I can go get it. And, you know, been, we, we've been working a lot on that in practice, one-on-ones. Um and you know, I, you know, had a release, had a good release off the line. Um, he tried to jam me, made a miss, and you know, after that, like if I can get you, you know, side by side, then that's I, I like that game. I, I love that game. You because know? I tell you, on the sideline, Buda Baker was going nuts. Not only just about mm-hmm. the play and the touchdown, but he was yelling, "Man, he can get up!" Anybody who would listen, Buda was just saying, "Man, he can get up." So, so you're you're pretty confident when it comes to high pointing the ball. Yeah, yeah, that that is my that is my thing. You know, I try to to do as much as I can. I try to find what what's best what I can do, and you know, I try to look at the things that I'm not good at. You know, and um, I definitely worked on you know high pointing the ball a lot, and I take take real real um, hard work to that for sure. You know, honestly, Antoine, I got to give you an awful lot of credit, man, because I I you have earned my respect. I know what it's like to go out there. And and fail. I know what it's like to go out there and make a mistake. I know what it's like to go out there and and not allow my team or give my team an opportunity to win a game. I've cost, in my opinion, as a personal protector, my team the opportunity to win a game because I made the wrong calls. You dropped the ball earlier. You dropped the ball, went right through your hands on that one. I've got so much respect for you because you came back. You wanted the ball again, did you not? You told Kyler you wanted the ball again, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my that's my dog. He knows he knows you know what my mindset is, and you know we we practice more than enough times to where you know one ball is you know I, I forget about those things, but you know I, I need to when that when that ball is thrown to me again, I, I got to wipe everything out of my memory and um, catch that ball. He he was holding guys pretty accountable against the Cowboys during that game. He was especially vocal from what I saw. I can't hear what's being said, but can you share with us when you guys had a conversation, didn't you, after that drop back on the bench? Yeah, yeah, he pretty much saying, you know, he needs me, and, you know, I I told him, you know, I got you. You know, just throw the ball again. You know, you know, put it where I need to, and, you know, that was a great ball. I told him it was a great ball. So, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I just pretty much, you know, just went back to the basics, you know what I mean? I, I talked to my coach, my receiver coach on the sideline, and I felt like I, I widened too much to, uh, close to the sideline, and, you know, I had to fight fight back more, but, you know, uh, ball ball touched my hands, you know, that's that's mine. That, that, that was definitely on me. And, Have and you, you always, Okay, I'll, go ahead, Paul. I'll just say real quick, you and Kyler go way back, right? And so you have that relationship where you guys can keep it real, I presume. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes we don't even have to say anything. You know, we got that look where you know it's, it's already, it's already go. You know, it's it's, it's good. 
have you always been that way, Antoine? Have have you always been tough? Because there's a lot of guys that are front runners. When everything is going well, give me the baton and I'll lead the parade and everything. But what happens when you face a little adversity? Have you always been that tough? Oh yeah, you know I got I got a chip on my shoulder everywhere I go. You know I've I've worked my butt off. You know. Uh, like I said, you know, I have I only had two offers come out of uh, out of high school, and Cliff was my first offer, and I committed right on spot. So after that, you know, I, I just felt like, you know, if he's giving me giving me this opportunity, you know, then and I could do it. So, you know, I'm proving everybody wrong. You know, the people that didn't draft me, you know, you know, they're 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 going to get it. Well, your teammates saw it. Uh, AJ Green was our guest right after the game, and I had a chance to interview him, and, and I asked him about your two touchdown performance at Dallas. Here's AJ Green. Man, they're just unbelievable. I'm so happy for that kid. Tweezy, man, the way he works. You know, coming in training camp, we know Tweezy, he was different. The way he, he, he went about um, his business on, on and off the field, man. That guy just works his butt off. And I'm just so happy that people can see and, and his hard work is paying off for him. Take us back to training camp because you definitely played with an edge in August in those practices. And I, you tell us, what was your mindset in there? Because you were a, pretty much a complete unknown except to your head coach. Right, yeah. Um, I was, you know, I I went in there, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, mindset was was, you know, I gotta I gotta beat everybody out, you know. Um, you know, every every day I, I try to make myself make a play, you know, I, I ought to force it, you know, because that's that's what that's what you gotta do to to make it in this league. You gotta you gotta show out training camp, and then you know that's not where it stops. You know, you keep going. So you know, my focus was just making the play every day. And, you know, getting my, my teammates used to me making them crazy, you know, D-hop catches or something, you know what I mean, or making them third down and fives and we need it and, you know, we get the first down. Like, I want them to trust me. Like, that was my main goal on, you know, training camp. But, it, you know, it, it, it's awesome hearing, you know, A.J. speak very, very highly of me, you know, because I, I also speak very highly of him. You know, that's my guy. You know, I looked up to him. I told him today, you know, it was a, it was a blessing to be on the same, you know, practice field as you because, you know, in college, you know, I looked up to him. And, you know, I watched a lot of film on him, him, uh, Hop, you know, Calvin Johnson. And, you know, those, those guys, you know, I feel my, my body type was, you know, similar. So it, it was awesome. Antoine, where do you think you need to get better? Uh, i definitely say uh, being more patient, you know, um, not rushing uh, everything on routes, you know, and just being able to, to see the field more, I want to say. I tell you, um, I think it was Christian Kirk who said you would sit behind D Hop in all the meetings from day one. That was by design, wasn't it? Oh no, it wasn't, man. Um, I kind of, like, like I said, like I looked up to them, to them guys. You know, I try to, sit, I try to sit next to uh, AJ Green also. So it's like I'm in the middle of them, and you know, it just, it's just great conversations. Anytime we have, you know, some routes that that someone likes, doesn't like, you know, I take any feedback from both of them. Smart. That's great stuff. You know, you're around those kind of guys. You you learn, and uh, and as AJ said, look how it's paying off here at a critical time for the Cardinals. They make the postseason push. In fact, join the Cardinals season ticket priority list for next season. All you have to do is go to azcardinals.com/slash/priority list for all the information. We continue with Antoine Wesley on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. They 
take it, though. It's a direct snap, and now a throw downfield, and inside the 45-yard line, it's caught. Caught at the 40-yard line. There's a flag down, trying to see who caught the ball. It was Jonathan Ward. Chris Banjo threw it. He was the up man. Completed the pass downfield on fourth and two on the fake punt. Cliff Kingsbury and Jeff Rogers just rolled the dice. Oh, my goodness. Did you see the catch, Wolf? He basically caught it on the back of the defender, Nashawn Wright, who committed the penalty. He, he pinned it to the helmet of Wright and then pulled it in as he went to the ground. So it's a catch. So they declined the penalty because he actually caught the ball, and he, he caught it on the helmet and the back of Nashawn Wright. I... I don't want to exaggerate, but I don't think I have ever seen that in this league, in this game, before. That is not hyperbole, Wolf. I mean, catch of the year in the NFL? Gotta be. That was a no-comprendo grab by Jonathan Ward. It was like David Tyree in the Super Bowl, except instead of pinning it off his own helmet, he pinned it against the defender's helmet. Paul, that is difficulty-wise, that is impossible. It's impossible to do what Jonathan Ward did. And he controlled the ball all the way down off the other guy's helmet. Oh, my goodness, Paul. I've never seen anything like it, man. And after that win in Dallas uh, postgame, I'll say the same thing now to our Antoine Wesley, who joins us in the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert that I said to A.J. Green. Antoine, I'm sorry. You guys had a great game in the receiver room, but you did not have the best catch of the game. That belonged to Jonathan Ward. (laughs) You agree with that, right? True, true, true. Totally agree. I told him, I said, oh, man, you inspired me. Oh, man, that, that right there. Yeah, I want to try that in practice. Now, before we get into some heavy stuff here, Antoine, I have to ask you this right here. Where, where did the nickname Tweezy come? How long have they been calling you Tweezy? Oh, man, it's 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 been uh, since, like, it's like a childhood name, man. I, I uh, got it because um, I dance a lot, you know, and, um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I used to used to love Chris Brown, man, and, you know, his, his name was Sea Breezy, so, I, you know, I just, you know, it's Tweezy, so everything, every, it's stuck, you know, and it's, you know, once you get to know me, you you understand. Because <laughs> we're doing something no one in the locker room does, and that's, nobody calls you Antoine, do they? No, nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so, in fact, Cliff Kingsbury mentioned it. He, he said something to us on his TV show. He said, yeah, did you see the dance move? Was he talking about your touchdown catch against the Colts? Yeah, the Colts, yep. Okay, so what was that move all about? And, and you know what? Because you got the video guys. I asked our video guys about it who shot it. They said, oh, no, it, it was good. But it, I don't, did you get some, some stuff from the fellas in the locker room? Did you get a thumbs up or thumbs down for the most part in that dance move? Oh, definitely thumbs up. Everybody kept coming up to me. Hey, can you teach me how to do it? Can you teach me? I said, all right, I'll try. But, you know, it's it's, it's funny when they try and they <laughs> – yeah, it just, it's real funny. <laughs> so, by, by the way, real quick, Wolf, on that touchdown against the Colts, I wanted to ask you, you gave that football to your head coach, didn't you? Your first NFL touchdown catch, and you gave the ball to Cliff Kingsbury. Yep, so it did. Why so was did. that? What, what was behind that? Why was that meaningful to you to do that? Oh, man, so, um, you know, first, like I said, you know, Cliff was, was uh, my first offer, you know, and um, I, I committed right on the spot. And, um, you know, when I got to the league, you know, I went undrafted and, you know, went to Baltimore and felt like, you know, it could have gave me a better better opportunity to, to you know, be who I am. But, um, you know, they ended up releasing me my second year in the league. And, 
you know, um, I, I was I was at home, you know, waiting for a call, you know, waiting for somebody to call me, and you know, uh, Cliff ended up ended up giving my agent that call, and you know, after that, you know, I, I saw him again, and you know, I told him I got your back, you know, and I, I appreciate this opportunity. So, you know, in, in my eyes, it was it was more of a, you know, thank you for believing in me, and um, and you know, never giving up on me, you know. So, you know, like I said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that man right there. So, uh, I definitely speak very very high of him. That's very, very cool. That's no cool. doubt about it, Antoine, right there. Okay, Tweezy, I'm going to ask you this. Does being a good dancer translate into being a good wide receiver in the NFL? Mm. Oh, yeah, man. Like like, like, a, like a dancer would say, hips don't lie. So, <laughs> you know. so it is in the hips, right? Yeah, it's all in the hips. See, I was a fullback. I don't know if you knew that, Antoine. I was a, a wedge-busting yeah. fullback. That's what it was. And that tells you immediately I had no hips. Right? Yeah, yeah. Wolf, Wolf will take your word for it. Put it that way. Uh, who, who gives you a run for your money? You know, I, honestly, if there was like a Dancing with the Stars, who would be your best competition? Oh, uh, Dancing in the Stars, huh? You know, like in well, that on, locker on room. Team? Yeah, oh, in that locker room. Okay. Uh, I definitely have to. You know, we already did a little uh, – a little battle, but uh, it'll definitely have to be close. Uh, Byron Murphy for sure. Oh, Murph! Yeah, Murph. Murph tried to try to battle me, and um, yep, the whole team witnessed. <laughs> That's <laughs> has, awesome. Has anybody battled you, and it's been an epic fail? Has anyone, you know, I mean, anyone stepped up who shouldn't have? Oh no, no. Like for as for them, like you know, like winning or or yeah. losing bad. No, losing bad. Thinking they can dance when they can't. Oh man, uh, no, no, no one's no one's really, you know, uh, pushed that yet. You know, I usually, um, you know, can tell like just you know when we just joking around <laughs> or something, and you know. But other than that, no, nah, no one's really like just bad, bad to where you know it just stopped dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, you're telling me Hump hasn't tried to impress you with his <laughs> dance moves. I just, yeah, I don't Chandler. know about that. Chandler yeah. would be my. Maybe Ch- I put money on Chandler. That's that's the guy. Uh, I mean, go with. Yeah, I mean, in practice, yeah, Chan Chan would definitely like try to tease. How you do that? How you do this? How you do that? <laughs> but you know, it's more of like a, just a teaching moment for them guys. You know, it's never a, a battle battle, I guess. You know. So Tweezy, what did what did your time on the practice squad with the Baltimore Ravens? What did that time teach you? Oh, definitely. You know, it, it humbled me a lot. You know, coming off of my junior year, you know. I had a great, great year, you know, thinking I was going to get drafted. And when I went undrafted and he um, got on the practice squad, you know, it definitely humbled me a lot. You know, I um, prayed a lot, you know, just being patient, mm-hmm. you know, mentally, um, physically, you know, I was working, working out, you know, a lot more. Um, but, yeah, it, it just being patient, you know, I was waiting for my turn, you know. Didn't know if it was going to happen the next day, you know, three years, two years later. But, you know, I was just being patient waiting because I, I, I knew I had something special you know, for football, for sure. I mean, I'm looking at your numbers right now, and our guest is Antoine Wesley, Cardinals receiver. He's still only 24 years of age. You were first team all Big 12 your junior year. You led Cliff Kingsbury's team with 88 catches for over 1,400 yards receiving. You had nine touchdowns. You're 6'4". What, what did they miss? What, what did those guys miss on you coming out in the draft? Oh, man, uh, it was my 40. Was, I definitely ran a, 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 a slower 40 than, you know, usual. But, um, yeah, I guess it, it, that, that was it because, you know, the, the film speaks for itself, you know. You Absolutely. Know, it, it will tell you right now, I had my NFL moment when I had my first fight in training camp, okay? I'm just telling you, Tweezy. It's just the truth. It's what a fullback does. 
have have you had your NFL moment yet? And if so, which which was it and where was it? I guess. Oh yeah. Uh, to be honest, it was actually my first uh, year in the league, my rookie year, and you know, uh, it was actually when I was with Baltimore, and we're doing one on ones, and I was going against Earl Thomas one on ones. And, you know, I had a, a good fade ball jumped over him and, you know, it was, it was awesome. And that moment right there, I was watching film, I was like, wow, like I'm, I'm really in the NFL, you know, I can really run with these guys. So, and that's, you know, after that, I was like, oh man, this is, this is awesome. That's important, isn't it, Antoine? It is yeah. important to have that moment and say, oh my goodness, I belong here. You, like right now, watching you develop over these seven games that you have played for the Arizona Cardinals, I... You can see the confidence in you growing. It's important to have that starting point, correct? Yeah, that that is that is true. You know, like I said, um, uh, my teammates definitely helped me a lot with my my confidence. You know, it starts in practice. You know, when like you know today I had a good you know go ball and caught it, and the old linemen are, are more excited than you know Kyler Murray. So you know, yeah. I, I just love to to have that. Um, that trust, that, that that connection with my teammates. It's, it's awesome. Well, that is a great segue to what we're going to hear right now because here's Kyler on his relationship and trust with you, Antoine Wesley. Off the field, we're friends as well. So, it, you know, it kind of just a natural, uh, you know, click, feel that, you know, confidence that I have in him. Um, you know, we, we met each other before the draft. We got the same agent. So I, I've, I've worked out with Tweezy before he was even with the Cardinals. So, um, now that we're on the same team, you know, I already had that confidence in him. I know what type of player he is. I know, you know, he's accountable. Um, he's going to be where he's supposed to be. He's going to, you know, he's going to make those plays if I give him the opportunities. That's man. I can't imagine how important that is. I mean, your quarterback, first and foremost, better trust you as a receiver before anything else, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, that is true. That is true. You guys hang out off the field? I mean, did I hear right before, like, you're a big gamer. We know Kyler likes to game, obviously, right? Is Do you guys connect on that level? Oh, yeah, we definitely connect a lot on, on the gaming. Um, I definitely am. I am better than him at Call of Duty for sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Hey, come on, where, where does he get you? Where does he beat you? Come on, Madden? Oh yeah, he got me mad. I don't play. I don't play no. No, I don't. I do not play no Madden, no 2K. I don't play no sports games because I get irritated and it's like, hey, I would not do that. And you know, I can't control that. (laughs) I love it, man. Okay, talk. (laughs) Talk to me about playing the Seattle Seahawks. When you watch them on tape, what have you seen from them, Tweezy? Yeah, they're very, very a good dominant team. You know, um, I definitely played with Jordan Brooks. You know, he was my roommate in Mm. uh, college. Um, so I know him very well. Um, very, very, very aggressive to the ball. You know, he he makes big, big plays. Um, you know, even their their their, their whole defense is very, very fast. So you know, just gotta make sure we we stay composed and 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 work as a team and and make sure we do the little things right. What kind of coverages are they going to throw at you? What kind of coverages do you anticipate? Uh, we're most likely seeing a lot of cover four, like we did last game. Uh, cover three. Say it again. Quarters four deep. Four, yep. yep. Quarters four. Yep. Two. A little bit of two. Um, depending on how everything goes, you know, um, you might see a little bit of three um, techniques. But it, it, you know, whatever we see, whatever you know, Cliff dials up. We just got to be ready for it. 
Jordan Brooks has had a heck of a season. He, he had 15 tackles in the first game up in Seattle against the Cardinals. He, he, he's been balling this year, hasn't he? Yeah, he has been balling. Like, like, uh, we had the same agent. You know, that's, that's, that's really like my brother. You know, um, but he's, he's definitely been doing his thing lately. How important is this game from what you're gathering in regard to your teammates and their approach to this game coming up? Is it is it a situation where you think some guys are looking at this as an opportunity to rest and relax a little? Or do you think this is a precursor to the playoff game? Oh, yeah, no, this is this is definitely, uh, you know, even from the Cowboys, that, that was our – we need to stay that, stay that level. You know, we don't need to be going down. You know, we need to stay – Going up on a roller coaster, not you know, not plateau and not going down. We just need to make sure that we stay consistent, and you know, it starts with with Seattle. By the way, you caught that pass from Christian Kirk. There seems to be a quarterback controversy over QB four right now, Christian Kirk or Banjo. So, I mean, which way are you siding right now, Antoine, in that battle for QB four? Oh man. Uh... I don't know. Bandle definitely got a lot of help from uh, Jay Ward. You know, Jay Ward made him look real, real good. So, yep. um, oh, I'm, I'm definitely gonna go have to go with uh, with Kirk. Though I'm definitely gonna, that's my guy. Yep. yep. Antoine, that's love your perseverance, man, and keep your head down, man, and your eyes up, if you know what I mean. And thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thanks, Antoine. Yeah. Thank. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. There you go. Antoine Wesley. Well, maybe instead of Tweezy, we'll call him A-Dub. The new A-Dub. <laughs> but Adrian Wilson would probably pound me the first time he saw it. Maybe I shouldn't do that. We'll, Choke you out, Paul. We'll talk about the Seahawks next on the Big Red Rage. Hey, Seattle. We got a deal. <laughs> go Hawks. Go Hawks. I'm going to see y'all in the morning. Good night. Time for y'all go to bed. Finally, you can go to sleep. <laughs> See y'all in the morning. Russell Wilson, what, what kind of show you running here? What's I mean, going we got a family. We got a family program here, and uh, you know, we got Russell Wilson with smokestacks of sacks as the uh, music in the background. I mean, my goodness. Might have been like Russ. Can I? Can I talk to you for a second, please? The, um, uh, the snort and everything in there. Okay. I mean, right. seriously. Well, he's got two years left on his contract at $30 million plus. Mm. He has a no-trade clause. But will Russ be there next season? Will the Arizona Cardinals and the AZ prove to be bookends to a Seahawks career? Because we all know it started. That's right, Paulie. I mean, honestly, this is the end. It feels like the end, doesn't it? It It does. It feels like the end of a dynasty up there in Seattle. It feels like the end. The Seattle Seahawks have played a certain way. I've been a fan, you know this, Paul, of how the Seattle Seahawks have played over the years. They were built on the line of scrimmage. Everyone, yes, you hear about the Legion of Boom all the time, but they were really, really good in the box. They were really, really good at running the ball. They were great up front. They've had great talent at the skill positions. There's no denying that. Great corners. Isn't that right, Richard? Sherman. They had great safeties over the years. Um, I loved how they played the game of football, but man, it just doesn't feel like this is Seattle Seahawks football. Hasn't really felt that way for the last few years. Think about it. This is going to be the first time they've ended up in last place since 1996. 
Man. When they were in the AFC West. Okay, so that's what I was saying a month ago when they are firmly entrenched in last place. I mean, soak this in, Cardinals fans, okay? You know, yeah. the holiday blessings that is Seattle firmly entrenched in last place. Pete Carroll, Coach Double Rainbow, has never won fewer than seven games in a season in his 12 year tenure. So you got a team that a year ago had won 12, and they were the NFC West champions. Right now they're 6 and 10. What do you expect out of them on Sunday, Wolf? Because. The, Russell Wilson has never been swept. Now, they Cardinals have won a game and they've tied a game against, but they have never won this season series, both games against Russell Wilson in his decade as their franchise quarterback. Yeah, Polly. You know, the one thing I want to say, though, Polly, is the fact that I know they won 12 games last year. I, I understand that, but they were doing it a lot different than what the Seattle Seahawks have done for the most part over the years in terms of building their offense around running the ball and being balanced offensively. They really were heavy in terms of throwing the ball last year for the most part. Um, and honestly, right now, this game coming up, Paulie, do you want to say something? No, I was going to say, you're right. And, and for in, in fact, Russell Wilson, and maybe it's been the hand injury, the thumb injury, but think about it. In his career, he's led 35 game-winning comebacks in the fourth quarter or yes. overtime, but none this season. Yes. The magic has not been there this the, season. There you go, Polly. And there's a couple of things I'm going to be looking at in this game for the Arizona Cardinals. Number one would be balance offensively. I really want to see a balanced offense. He, Cliff Kingsbury's been talking about the fact that, man, every time they run, they rush for over 30 attempts in a game. They're 9-0, and of course, on the season. Ding. They've, they've done very, very well, Paulie. Now, that means, of course, that you're in a game. That means that you're in a game, and that's the reason why I can flip it over on the defensive side of the ball and say, where are those safeties? Where, where is Jalen Thompson? Where is Buda Baker? Where are those safeties going to be? How often will we be able to keep two safeties high? Because, again, the Seattle Seahawks, the area they've improved the most, I would say, over the last four games in particular, is running the ball, Paulie. Yeah. Well, Rashad Penny, their former first-round pick who's been injured much of his career, he actually, over the last four games, has 100 more rushing yards than Jonathan Taylor. Think about that. He's run for 135 or more in three of the last four games. If you remember the game at Seattle where the Cardinals won with Colt McCoy on their first possession, he ripped off a chunk run, hurt himself, and never came back into the game. You're right. So, So if the Cardinals complete the season sweep of Seattle and the Rams lose to the Niners, the Cardinals win the division for the first time since 2015. Here's Kyler Murray on that. To be able to win the division would be uh, obviously a huge milestone, a huge uh, accomplishment for us. But at the end of the day, it doesn't. Um, it's just something that you can say you did. It doesn't matter once you get in the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Sunday, and that's that's my focus. For example, if James Conner and Chase Edmonds aren't quite able to go. You're holding them out, are you not, Wolf? I mean, well, I, yeah. Con- you know what? I again, Polly. I, I want to see James Conner get some reps. I want to see that if he's healthy. Here's the one thing I'm not doing, Paul. If he's healthy, I'm not holding him out saying it's only one game. It's only one game, and you know what? We're going into the postseason next week. If he's 100%, I'm playing him because I'm Bill Belichick. I am Bill Belichick. You know what? Football players play. That's what they do, and if they're healthy, run them out there and blame. If he's hurt at all, nicked up, no. You don't have to force him out there. Okay. Well, you know, it's interesting. Do, Aaron do you Rod- disagree with that, Paul? You know, look, it's if been. You're a- telling me if James Conner's 100, if he's healthy, you're going to run him out. That you're not going to run him out there. 
I, I, if he's a hundred percent, but there's no way he's going to be a hundred percent. Okay, okay. So right. I, I just think define a hundred percent. Yeah, that's for anybody know. at this point of the season. Right. Uh, I'll just put it to you this way, and yeah. I and and and, I, and and I had a coach say this to me this week. Um, can you name who won the NFC South last year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly the coach that said that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I, I I know exactly what you mean, Polly, and that is correct. There's no doubt about it. But once again, I, I love BA. Speaking of that team that won the or didn't win the NFC South, um, did you see what BA said? Oh, we are not resting players. There's no way we are not resting players. And I think it's because of their own experience where they had to win to get in and win to actually go to the Super Bowl and do it on the road. We'll see. We'll see what the Cardinals approaches on Sunday. And, you know, for example, Marco Wilson practiced today for the first time in several weeks. Okay. That would be a big get, obviously. So is he tracking? Do you risk it? With that shoulder, uh, some decisions there, and exactly because think about it, you can host a playoff game. If the Niners make it six straight against the Rams, which I think we both believe is much more realistic and feasible than a lot of people think, it's not a foregone conclusion the Cardinals are going to be the fifth seed and automatically go to Dallas. Heck no, Cynthia Freeland of NFL, right, and NFL.com said, no way, man, she's got the Cardinals as the number three seed, all our computer projections. And they could be as high as the number two seed. Special thanks, Jim Alondro, Cody Fincher, and Swan Wesley for Ron Wolfley. I'm Paul Calvisi. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Number one, Tyler You've been listening to the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.